welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Wednesday, March 9th, 2022, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, today we are so excited to be joined on the podcast with Missy Robertson, and many may know Missy from the long series on A&E Duck Dynasty uh, as Jace's wife and one of the matriarchs of the Robertson family. We're so excited to talk to Missy about her new book that she has recently released, Because You're My Family. And it is the latest book in a series, the only one that Missy has written, but the latest in the series from Brave Books. And this book depicts the journey of a family who has adopted but yet it teaches so many great lessons that I know you and your family will enjoy. So just so excited to be able to speak with Missy about both her family, uh, her uh, book, adoption, and so many other things. And really, uh, Missy has learned to live life in the spotlight as she played such an important part in her family's record-breaking reality television series that that did run on A&E for 11 series. And despite the increased publicity on her family, company, and personal life, she's managed to become a strong voice for morality and virtue, both locally and globally. And so it was to that end that she wrote the book, Because You're My Family. And it's uh, it's an attention grabber for children and adults alike. The, the book tells the story of the characters Arthur and Fiona, who have just been given a huge responsibility and blessing, the adoption of valor. And Arthur's strength and courage alone is not enough to raise a child, nor is Fiona's motherly love enough to mold valor into the brave warrior Freedom Island needs. But together, they grow into something much greater than they could ever realize. This tale of a family's love for one another helps to highlight the importance and necessity of family. The conclusion of this picture book includes a brave challenge, which is so incredibly interesting. It's a section and a series of games accompanied by discussion questions. Each game demonstrates a simple but vital lesson about family. The discussion questions guide parents as they help their kids break down and apply these topics to their life. Missy says, I I can't wait to see families gathered around because you're my family, reading the story and playing the games. And I hope that through this book, Families across the country will experience the kind of love I've experienced in my family and with my children. Missia is based in West Monroe, Louisiana. She's a devoted mother of four children, Reed, Cole, Karina, and Mia, one of whom came through in a very unlikely adoption story into their family. She's the wife of Jace and a brand new grandmother. She's contributed heavily to the Robertson family business, Duck Commander, and has been an integral part of the success the family and company has seen in recent years. And so before we bring on Missy, I want to remind you about hosting families. We have a great opportunity to host orphans from Colombia and Lord willing from Ukraine this summer. Families have the unique opportunity to host a child in their home and show them the love of Christ and what it means to live in a family. And so we ask you even now to be praying about the opportunity to host a child from Colombia and to be praying that these children from Ukraine are able to come with the conflict that is raging on in Ukraine. And if you didn't listen to our podcast last week, Uh, I behoove you to do so and to pray alongside uh, of believers in Ukraine for the the safety and the freedom of Ukraine. And so we pray that those children will be able to come as well. If you'd be interested in either supporting a host family or hosting yourself, you can always visit our show notes or visit lifelinechild.org backslash hosting 
dash programs. Again, that's lifelinechild.org backslash hosting dash programs to get more information and to apply. So we are so grateful now to be joined uh, by Missy Robertson. And, you know, Missy, as we uh, talked about in the introduction, obviously, probably most people recognize your name and recognize you by your family and by the Mm -hmm. show that was on for 11 seasons, uh, Duck Dynasty. For those maybe who kind of left off at the end of those 11 seasons, can you catch (laughs) us up with your family and kind of what's going on with your family and and if you and Jace, kind of where are you guys since the last recording of the show? Well, that's been five years ago. So um, it seems like a lifetime ago and we've lived a few lifetimes since then. Um, But we've had quite a few things. Our kids and our family, we're in a different stage of life. Uh, When the show finished airing in the spring of 2017, my oldest had just gotten married and they moved to Nashville. So they're in Nashville and they just had our first grandbaby, a little girl, and she'll be uh, three months old this next week. So we're really excited about that. And she's precious and perfect and beautiful and will never, ever do anything wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then um, Cole graduated Pepperdine last year. And so he's also in Nashville. Then we have Mia, who's our youngest, and she is graduating high school this year. A lot of people have followed her story and prayed for her. And we are overwhelmed with gratitude for that. She's had a lot of physical challenges and you know, surgeries and procedures, and she's doing fantastic. But what viewers and what our fans may not know is that we adopted unofficially, but officially in our hearts, um, a girl from Nicaragua when she was 18. So she came over just because of unrest in her country. She had fought, um, really worked hard on her grades she had a mentor who was a pastor that we knew there right outside of the of, of Leon, which is a city that we did a lot of ministry in. And so she worked really hard, got an international scholarship to Germany and then went home um, to reconnect with extended family members. Her, her parents, her mom died when she was a baby and her father left when she before she was a year old. So she was completely orphaned. Well, we, she got a scholarship after graduating high school to a college in Minnesota. And the preacher there, the pastor that we know, said, there's so much unrest here. Can she come and kind of just stay at y'all's house for about a month before mm-hmm. she goes on to Minnesota? We're like, yeah, sure. No problem. We have extra room. And she got here and we learned more and more about her story. And she she became ours in every sense of the word. So her name is Karina and she's ours and has been for the last four years. So that's basically, you know, what's been going on the last five years of our life in regards to family. We've got also so many business ventures going on. Jace is um, doing a new TV show that we're working on called, uh, it's not called anything yet. We're still working on that, but it's about treasure hunting, metal detecting, and of course, so much more and deeper goes into that, not just what we find in the ground. So we're hoping that that is also going to be successful and that we can touch a lot more hearts for the Lord um, through that, all of the stuff that we do. You know, one of the things that I think so many people have been attracted to your family is just the, the real nature 
of what they saw, where it it didn't feel produced. It didn't feel like uh, anything was contrived. But here's just a real life American family doing life, running a business. Um, But I know as a mom, you know, there's probably both the excitement of 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 having that type of production being had but there's also the the wanting to disciple and to, to kind of to hide your family from the spotlight talk about just the complexities of raising a family in the spotlight there's a little anxiety <laughs> that comes along with that because you do or we did we feel like we were being called to do that because um, of the way that it all happened, the way that we communicated with each other, the goals that we were all setting as a family, the goal was not to be famous and rich. That was not the goal. Mm. Um, We were happy and content before the fame and before all the money um, struggling, you know, just like a lot of families. And we thought, well, it's not going to hurt for sure. Mm. We're not going to turn it down, but the goal was not for that. And the goal is we wanted to be used and people say, you know, how did that just, how did, how does that work into your life? And I go back to just um, being raised in a, in a ministerial family. My, my dad was a preacher. My mom was a Christian school teacher. And then, you know, Jace and I have been in ministry our entire adult lives together and then doing things separate. And so this was another ministry, you know, Mm -hmm. Doug Dynasty was another ministry. So um, it may not have felt that way at the beginning. And a lot of people really didn't know what to do with us. Mm -hmm. We're a hunting family and a hunting business that really didn't do a show with a lot of hunting in it. And we were a Christian family, you know, that stood on Christian principles, but we weren't preaching the -hmm. whole time on the show. So what exactly are you? (laughs) And so people were trying to figure out, you know, which box to put us in. It's like, we're just, we're just trying to be real and show the world that Christianity is real. It's not a bunch of weirdos. Well, we have a few weirdos, but, you know, overall, <laughs> overall, you know, it's relatable. We want to be and show Jesus as much as we possibly can. Yeah. Uh, we always say we have our crazy uncles, but there are crazy uncles. And yeah. and uh, so we they're crazy, but we love them and we know how to That's deal right. with them. You say if you don't have a crazy uncle or aunt, you might be it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're you're it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think for folks that 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 were a big fan of Duck Dynasty, the, the probably the biggest takeaway, yes, yeah, faith and hunting and you know duck calls, but really was family. There was a strong mm-hmm. element of family, both in nuclear family and extended family, and and I think y'all have been all your whole extended family has really talked about the family is the backbone of our country. And when we've gotten away from family, uh, it's, it's, it's hurt our country in so many different ways. It's hurt our culture in so many different ways. And so I know you've been writing these, these children books and, and they really do base around this idea of what is family, um, why family is important. And as we, we've said in the introduction, you know, you just released yesterday, uh, your new book, uh, your newest series. Um, and so talk a little bit about, just kind of the the motivation to write these books and what are you really hoping, not just through the one that released yesterday, but through all nine so far of these books, Mm -hmm. what are you hoping that kids learn from reading these books? Well, I am the author of just one of these. There are different authors in the series of books, but you're so right when you talk about how the family is the most important entity, really. You look at, um, you know, our towns, our communities, our politics, what's going on with uh, just the discord uh, between everyone and our country is just seems like uh, the media is just ramping it up all of the time. 
And so much of me wants to fight for that. Like that's injustice and this is freedom. And this is what our country is, you know, stands upon, but I can't, me as one person, I can't change. I can't change the country. I can't change the world. It's too big. It's too big of a, of an industry, you know, if you will, but I can change my family. And if every mom and if every dad can think that way and say, I'm going to start right here at home. I'm going to show my family unconditional love, which is what was what my book is about in this series. It's about forgiveness. It's about compassion. It's about mercy. It's about patience. You know, patience. Sometimes the Christians are afraid to pray for that word. <laughs> I've heard people say, I'm not going to pray for patience because every time I do, God tests me sure. and it's just too hard. But if we could show all of these qualities, which is exactly what Jesus asked us to do, Hmm. if we're going to pick up our cross and follow him, these are the things that are very uncomfortable sometimes even in our own home. And so, but the mercy and compassion and the patience, it all flows from love, from unconditional love. Hmm. We want that for ourselves. We, we need to show that to our children and not even just in our home, but in our extended family. Maybe there, maybe there are relationships that have been severed that you need to go back and try to rectify. Because if we don't, if we stand on what's right, then sometimes we're going to risk the relationship. So, you know, Jason and I, even in our own parenting, we have our, all of our children are 18 and above. So there's been a lot of times where we've had to go back and say, you know what, we messed up. We should not have done that. And as Jace calls it, fall on the sword. You got to fall on the sword. Even if you may not believe that you really did mess up, that your heart was right, that you were trying to do the right thing for your children, fall on the sword because you can be right, but then you can also lose the relationship all in the same fell swoop. So this little children's book is called Because You're My Family. And it, I'm so proud of it. It is so precious. But the overall story is little Valor, who is adopted, by the way, by his lion parents. Um, He's a tiger. He, you know, his plans get messed up. And so he is upset about that. His mom changes his plans for the day and tells him he has to go do a chore instead. And he, 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 he just disobeys. And then he feels guilty about it, runs away, and his parents have to come find him in the pouring down rain and save his life because he's gotten in some danger. But the conversation that when they get back to the house, little Valor is so surprised that his parents went to such lengths to save him. And he even asked, why did you do that when I disobeyed you? I did exactly the opposite of what you told me to do. And the father says, whatever you do, basically, I, I will never stop loving you because, because for the one reason, you're my son. Mm. That's it. My love will never, ever fail you. And because of because of that love that he's shown, he showed little Valor, little Valor changed his his attitude. And so he started showing a life of gratitude and started taking care of his parents because they were sick from looking for him all night in the rain. So, you know, it's a cute little ideal story and an ideal conversation between a father and his son. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes those ideal conversations don't become ideal when we talk to our children. Like we don't really know the words to say unconditional love. We know that as an adult, but a child doesn't know that phrase. So what does that actually mean? Well, in the back of the book, there are some little activities 
So even some questions that you can ask your child to get them talking about what they feel like unconditional love is. So the whole thing is geared to help parents express to their children what love is and for the children to understand it. Well, and I, I, I have to say the, the thing that's great about the book too, is you see the, the biblical theme of the gospel and adoption. Yes. And, and even as you're walking through it, yes, it's a sweet book about an adopted family that's walking through valor, trying to understand what it really means to be a son um, of, of this family. But, but you also see that unconditional love thread of rescue and redemption. Yes. Um, and the thing that I, I think that was so awesome even to me is that in the, in the book, Valor is rescued and he's told he's loved and there's nothing he can do to come up with family, but that there are consequences for yes. his decision. You know, and I think so many times we do water things down with, you know, love, 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 but also realizing there, there are our consequences. Yes. Um, and, uh, and I love, I love just the gospel element. So I, I really believe in this short, sweet book that you mm -hmm. have had the opportunity to convey not just important family themes, but gospel related themes. And I know that as a family, that's what you guys want to do. That's the purpose of everything that you do. Um, yes. How, 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 how does your faith even impact the way you run your business, the, the way you care for your family. Why is faith so important to the Robertson family and, and to you and Jay specifically? It's the foundation for everything we do. Um, you know, the, the back of the book, even we have scripture references, because like you said, it is based on the father's love for us. He loved us so much that he sent his only son to die for us. You can't you know, you can't really measure love. We can't. It's hard for us to measure that from, you know, loving chocolate to dying for someone. There's everything in between. And so but but that's how we know what Christ's love is. And, you know, Romans 5, 8, that Christ Christ demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, when we were messing up, when we were failing, when we were making the wrong decisions, he died for us. He gave his life for us. So that is definitely throughout this book, and it is the motivation between the father and the son in this book, um, and, it's, and it's referenced in the back with scripture, with questions, so that you can relate the ultimate love of the father to his children, no matter what we do. But, you know, your point about consequences, little Valor had to go and apologize to his mom. To, because she, he disobeyed her. Then he also had to go ahead and do what she told him to do. <laughs> so, you know, in parenting, sometimes we want to love on them and say, it's okay, you know, it's okay that, that you messed up. We love you anyway, but you got to go back and do what you got, what, what I told you to do. And sometimes, you know, like in my, in, when my boys were little and they say, I forgot, I just forgot to do that. Well, so now you have to go back and do that and I'm going to give you something else. So next time, you're not going to forget. So you just got a little double double doozy there. So as parents, we have to figure out ways to train and discipline and disciple them to make the right decision the next time. And so, yeah, there's 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 not just, you know, one game or one scripture reference in the back of this book. There's a few. So you can take a few days, a few nights and play a different game each night and do some different questions in the, on different nights of the week and just kind of focus in maybe each 
for each night of the week, read it, then do a different game. Next night, read it again, do a separate game. So it really gets down deep into your children's soul about how much you truly love them and how much Jesus and the Lord love, love them too. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's, uh, it's ingenious the way that you have put it together because it's not just a, a story to read, but a story to interact with your children. Yes. And, and really, it's about discipling the hearts of our kids. And I think one of the things that we see is so many times, unfortunately, um, parents don't dig deep in the, into the hearts of their kids. Um, they're, they're not investing in, in the hearts of their children. And, you know, for my wife and I, we have two teenagers and it's definitely thrown us for a loop. And I was yeah. a student pastor and thought I knew everything about teenagers. Yeah. And now I realize how little I really know right. about teenagers. But at the heart of every child is, is an identity crisis. Like, who am mm. I? Who am I supposed to be? Um, and I think for, for all of us, uh, whether our children come to us through adoption or whether they come to us biologically, we've got to help them see that the most important who am I question is always answered in the gospel of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so important. And that's what I love about what you've done is, is you are dealing with so many issues like love, unconditional love, obedience, mm-hmm. surrender, um, but, but leading kids and, and really parents back uh, mm-hmm. to this idea of, of the gospel. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, one, one more thing I just wanted to point out, too, is at the end, you know, where little Valor starts to serve them, you know, he says, I want to love you the way that you love me. Mm-hmm. And and he says, not just when I get my way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for us, it's super easy to say, I love the Lord and I go to church on Sundays when everything is rocking and rolling just really smoothly. But when those hard times come, what then? You know, when you have when you're forced, even as an adult, to make a decision between right and wrong and say, well, you know, God's not here. He hasn't been here. I haven't heard him in a while. I don't feel his presence, but he is there because he never leaves us. Just like the book says and just like the Bible says, we are his children. His love is always there for us. So that's where, you know, even this little simple children's book really can hit us hard, too, as parents and our own faith, because we model our faith to our children. So when they see us go through hard times, but we call out to the Lord, then they'll see that too. Um, you know, we, we want them to run into his arms, no matter good or bad times. Amen. Well, you know, I think we can all agree that there's been an attack on family, uh, in our culture, uh, in so many different attacks. And I mean, really there's so many different things that are attacking our families. We could start with abortion even and how that's attacking families and attacking the very fabric of what a family is and redefinition of family. Even over the last several years with this global pandemic, uh, we've we've seen governments telling us not to go visit our family at certain different Mm -hmm. times. But, you know, I guess for you, what do you see as the biggest threat to American families in 2022? And where do you see that change beginning to start? Oh, I think it's the same dilemma that we've had since the beginning of time. It's it's people are flawed. Um, you know, the Lord, God, he, he's the one who orchestrated the family unit and they've always involved people. <laughs> we've always been flawed since the garden. So there's nothing new that we're going through now, in my belief, that we haven't gone through in the past, that people haven't gone through in the past. And so the answer is always Jesus. And I know that that seems so simple, you know, like, oh, well, you just say Jesus every time. It's because he's always the right answer. He is. And if you have a true understanding and a relationship with him where you are seeking his will 
throughout the day, at night, when you, you know, just like Deuteronomy 11 talks about, when you wake up, when you go to bed, write them on your door frames, do everything you can to get the word of the Lord into your home and into your children. You're, you're going to be surprised if it's never too late. You know, you might think my kids are teenagers now and I have not done very well up to this point. Whatever you are, wherever you are in your life, start right now. Start today. Read just a couple of scriptures. Read this book. Um, if they're older, start with John. You know, the book of John t- talks so tells so much about how Jesus, who he was and how he related to his friends and his disciples. Get to know him because he will change your life and he will change everything that you do in your life. Well, as Ecclesiastes chapter one says, you know, verse nine, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. And to that same point, uh, we find our yes and amen in Christ. And I think even in this time that we're living in, we can look back at, and I think that's so important at the word. And we see how the word is true. Uh, it, it is living and active as the writer of Hebrews says, sharper than any double-edged sword. And, and it is relevant at mm-hmm. all times because you know, the same enemy is the enemy that is alive and well today, uh, yes. seeking to divide families and seeking to twist the truth of God into a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so discipling our families, being present with our families, uh, that is that is so important. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know you mentioned, obviously, your daughter, Mia, and, and the public uh, journey you guys have had. Uh, but I know that y'all started a foundation as well kind of in her honor and through this journey. Can you tell us a little bit more about the foundation? Yes, it's called the Miamu Fund. You can go to miamu.org. And we help children and families who were born with cleft lip and palate right here in the United States. So um, just there are so many great international charities. When Jason and I went through this 18 years ago, before Duck Dynasty, before we had extra any extra money, we realized, you know, we we're in debt because we want the best doctor possible. And so that's what we're trying to alleviate for these families. But also the last few years, we have come up with um, the me and move fun day weekend. And we have all of the family and by all of the families that we have helped over the last few years to come in and we just love on them. We just love on them. We feed them. We hope we give them hotel rooms. We take care of them if they get here. And it has been <clears throat> such a blessing not just to them. They love it. They, because they're, they're around people who undergo the same thing that they and their children do every, all of the time. And, but then also goodness, we're so blessed because of being able to be loved on also by them. Mm. Um, when you're around the people who are going through the same thing that you are, there's a commonality, you Mm. know, that they know exactly what you're going through and there's a freedom there. And so it has been, amazing to have that that foundation and um all of the money goes to the families we jason and i cover all the expenses and so when you donate or when you buy a product there it all goes to that fa- the families or the fun day that's awesome and uh you know i think even as you look at this i think so many times we walk through difficulty through hardship um as a family and and i love what you said you know this happened before you know, you, you did have the fame and notoriety and didn't have two pennies to rub together in order to do this, but you still had the desire. I think probably looking back, if I'm guessing, and, and you haven't told me this, you wouldn't trade the experiences. They were hard, 
and difficult, but you wouldn't trade them. Mm -hmm. How, how has suffering and hardship even strengthened your faith and your resolve and grown your family? Um, well, you know, Romans 5 talks about that, that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character, hope. And so, you know, if we wouldn't have gone through this with Mia, she would be a different person. And we love her exactly the way that she is. So all of that has strengthened our family. Um, it has made us understand how much we need the Lord um, mm. through those hard times. And so hopefully that we've passed that on to her as well. Yeah. And I think the the great thing about the fun days, and that's such a truth, is in anything that we go through, whether it's health issues with our family, uh, or if it's adoption or, or foster care or caring for a needy, when we go through trials, we need each other and we need the body of Christ yes. to surround around us. God created us for community. He created yes. us to do things together. Uh, yes. And, you know, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Going back to Ecclesiastes, a cord of three strands when we're together yeah. in this is not easily broken. Um, how, how has your family, really even extended family, um, and friends and your church been a support to you guys as you've walked through this heart physical adoption through yeah. Mia's? I mean, how, how has the body of Christ been so important to you guys uh, through your journey? Um, it's, they've been irreplaceable. We've, we have a big community around us and a large family that everyone knows. And so um, we never lack in support. So the, the church family and our church body, um, they seem like they're spread out everywhere now because we have so many, we've met so many people who love the Lord and who pray for us all around the world and, in, and, and especially in our country. So, but yeah, the, without them, we would not be exactly where we are today, but we, we need that love and support from each other and we have it and we're so grateful. Yeah. Well, can you tell folks uh, real quick how they can get their hands on this book? What's the yes. best way for them to purchase a copy of this book? We've talked about it a yeah. lot. And they're going, yeah. how in the world do I get it? So how do they yes. get this book? Well, it releases on March the 1st, and you can pre-order now um, at bravebooks.us. And there are nine books, and mine is called Because You're My Family, and it's the latest one. And so if they go there, they can get that shipped out as soon as they're ready on March the 1st. Okay. And, and last, but certainly not least, you did mention that you guys were working on a new show. What are some things that, that are in the works and how can people keep up to date with that and find <laughs> these shows and these other works as they come out? They can, uh, they can follow us on social media, Missy Duckwife, and then also Jay Stuckman on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram. That's probably the best way to, pe to keep up with everything that we're doing. Okay. And last, but certainly not least, you know, I think the thing that people appreciated about, especially believers appreciate about Duck Dynasty is that every episode is closed in prayer. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes it was simple. Um, and sometimes, you know, it was, it was deep, but how mm -hmm. can folks be praying for you and for your family? Wow. Just um, pray for, um, I would say just strength for endurance. It seems like we have a lot going on right now, um, more than I can even share, you know, at the moment. And so just, uh, our main goal is just to glorify him and make him look good. So if we, if people will just pray for that, that would be amazing. Amen. So we'll go with the old, uh, Southern Baptist roots, the, the clear unspoken, uh, That's great. So let's, let's pray for the, the Robertson family. Well, we're so grateful for you again. If folks want to get their hands on the book, go to bravebooks.com because you're my family. 
um, by Missy Robertson, released on March 1st, 2022. Uh, thank you, Missy, for joining thank us you. on the Defender Podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.